It's a privilege to be speaking with this first record with. He's a drama minister, a movie maker, a gospel music producer, and digital artist. He's popularly known as J. Mike. He's the second son of Evangelist Mike and Gloria Bamiloye of the Mount Zion Faith Ministries. Welcome to the show, Joshua. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. God bless you. Amen. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so glad and delighted to be speaking with you. Like I said, I've been super excited since the time I got the news that, yes, J. Mike is going to be on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for this blessing and for this honor. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I must say, I mean, I've said it a little bit before we started recording. Um, you have been a source of inspiration and motivation to me as a Christian, as a content creator. And I also told you earlier that I've been looking at you from afar, from secondary school to even just around the area <laughs> back in Ibadan. Yes. And I got to know that you've been in this for 17 years. In about 17 years of your music journey, you have composed over 90 songs and you have scored over 90 movies and you have YouTube and videos that you do. You have a lot of productions. Um, would you like to share how the journey started and how it is going so far? How it started? Uh, there was no, there was no actual, first of all, thank you very much for having me uh, in this fantastic program. Uh, there was no, and then first of all, I need to say that it's been God. Everything that you see coming from the stables of Mount Zion and from my desk is the grace of God. There is no, there's no theory or, um, there's no theory to it to say, mm -hmm. This is how I've been doing it. This is what I did to get here. You know, yeah, there's no one plus one equals two strategy. It has, mm. it has all been the grace of God. And so I must not neglect that if I'm going to be saying anything. Yeah. No, yeah. My journey didn't start. Um, I mean, there was no specific time in my life that I could say my journey started because I was born into the ministry. I was born into the media family. I was born into the evangelist family. So... <clears throat> right from the moment where they begin to send you on errands, the moment where you begin to see how things are done, the moment where singing didn't start for me. I, my parents used to sing before I also started singing. So I'd see, I'd watched them sing, you know, mm. acting didn't start for me or my brother. I started from them. Composing didn't start for me. It started for my parents. So the, the only time I can say I started full time was after my university uh, duration, so I could say, yes, I'm into this now. I'm not doing any other thing, you know. But prior to mm -hmm. that time, while I was in school, uh, while I was in university, I go home from, I go home in the weekends, not all weekends, but whenever there is a project, I have to come home, produce, and then go back to school again. So I was already into this thing. So when people say, oh, when I finish university, I'm going to do this. In my mind, I'm like, I've started everything I want to do <laughs> while I'm in the university, so yes, yeah. So then, uh, how the journey started, or let me say, what ignited the music for film in my life was mm. it, it's it all started from secondary school where my brother was in, uh, I was the leader of the drama group in SS1, I was in GS2, and they wanted to do a drama in school and they needed sound effects, all right. By that time, I could play the piano already, I could play the keyboard, so. I brought, I recorded some things on the piano and brought it to school. And then we scored soundtracks and sound effects on the stage drama. That was the first time many people would see anything like that, sound effects mm -hmm. on stage. Mm -hmm. So it evolved up until my father spurred the, the interest to try it for film. Mm -hmm. And when I was, I was messing around with my cousin and my friend on the keyboard and we were producing some funny tracks like that and then that said do something for this film by that time they were shooting blood on the altar 
Blood Deal Towers in 2006. So he said, do something for Blood Deal Towers. Like, oh, so we did something, we did some sound effects back then. And that was how it started, 2006. So if I say, when did Jisha start Bagramis Gas Sound Effects? It's 2006. Six, yeah. To, to date. But then mm-hmm. as I kept growing, God began to evolve me and improve, improve. In secondary school, 100 level. In university, 100 level holiday, going to 200 level. Private school holiday is always a long five months kind of a thing. So mm-hmm. what did I do? Dad was able to find a, a producer by the name of um, Edward Bros Eddie, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Bros Eddie. And then I was able to watch. That was the first time I would see people producing with with, with uh, computer because I'd always been doing everything on the keyboard before. Keyboard, yeah. So I was so fascinating. Ah, computer, computer, computer. So from there, I developed into also trying out computer, putting loops to reason, uh, you know, growing like that. 200 level, of course, was normal IT. 300 level, normal IT. 400 level, after NYC, started it full time. It was after 400 level that during NYC that I released the first album, Living Sacrifice, which contains soundtracks from movies that I had done right from the time I started producing songs for movies. So mm-hmm. it had about almost 18 tracks back then. And so every, almost every year I started releasing new albums up until date. So we are releasing the seventh one, seventh album this year by God's Grace. Yeah. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Last year you released um Son of the Evangelist and lots yeah, of Yeah, that was an EP actually, but yeah. Yeah, an EP. Yeah, and I think last year too, you released Evans, right? I don't no, know if it was, was last year too. Was the year before. Yeah, oh. 2021. Uh, there, it was like, like about 2021. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's every back-to-back hits and wonderful songs. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome. I told you, I mean, I wrote it in, in an email that, I mean... A, a banjo is like one of the songs that I listen to like a lot. Ah. I love the song. And Toby, Toby, because my name is Toby, probably because of that. <laughs> with, yeah. um, with, your, with your daddy, I mean, at the, at the beginning, your father said some things yeah. and then the song are like, ah, nice. I, I, I love them so much. And I, you know, watch, um, I grew up also watching Monzai movies. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a very, it's a, it's a compulsory thing for a Christian home for us, basically. Like, okay, yeah. what do you want to watch? Monzai movies. And yeah. it was, it's just so, so, such a delight to use gradually see, you know, more of the family name, basically, in the credits. Before, earlier, it was not there, but all of, now it's just a standard to see <laughs> Bamilola and to see J- Joshua Bamiloye, like, yeah. And whenever, whenever parents are talking about, um, oh, my parents are talking about children, like, look at, look at those people, you see them. <laughs> you can see, you are taking after their father, and you are in the Christian part, and um, that, that, that leads me to a question I want to ask, like, you know, how was you know this you know fame and you know popularity? How has it influenced you in some ways? Because people will say, yeah, look at their their fathers, um, their parents are successful, but still they are in the right path. They are still doing like everything according to you know the Christian faith. Basically, how are you able to do that? Are you able to stay on path on God? Uh, is it how I've been able to, or how am I going to? <laughs> how, how how you have been able to do that? Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm contrary to what a lot of people think. I'm, I'm not the perfect child uh, figure. I'm not the perfect child figure. Every I believe every youth, every teenager, everyone entering to the stage of adolescence, they ha- we have our challenges and our, our um, we have our path that we have to take. We have the temptations we have to face. Um, even Jesus was tempted, <coughs> you know, at certain times in his life. So I'm not any different. I've, I've, I, there were times where I was, I, I would have straight off gone off path, you know. But mm-hmm. the grace mm-hmm. of God 
and the prayer of my parents kept drawing me back. And part of the things that also kept me on track was because we could see we could see a true role model in our parents. You know, if our parents were the type that they live one life inside and another life outside, it would greatly but negatively impact I and my siblings' life. It would impact me and my siblings' life. Because when they are trying to tell us, you do this, do that, we'll be like, we see what you are doing now. What, what, but mm-hmm. we see a consistency in the life they live outside and the life they live inside. So because of that, there is this, there is this yardstick that you set that you feel, I want to be like this. I want to also have a consistent walk with God. I want to, I want to, I want to do, if not better than what my parents are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, when you, you talked about fame, actually, I think it's the lifestyle my parents have lived again. Fame is not really... How do I put it? First, when people say, how do you cope with being famous? I tell them, I don't feel famous. Because <laughs> genuinely, right up, right up until the time I got married, before that time, I walk by the roadside, nobody says anything. Nobody knows who I am. Uh, nobody says, ah! They, they don't do that. So, I mean, I, I fly bike. I take bike the steady back then i can't do it now anymore but back then mm-hmm. uh, i take bike when i take taxis i take the only few times that i'd had encounters was maybe when i was in a taxi and someone is playing my song at the back seat and then mm-hmm. trying to see my reaction and i'll do as if i don't even know i don't know anything <laughs> i'll do as if it's not me i'm blaming for you know so so, the little mm-hmm. encounter. so and then i see my parents again i see my father who is renowned but very humble and I am not quarter as famous as he is. What am I proud of? Or what am I mm. supposed to feel big about? Yeah, you're not, you're not weird. I feel I'm nowhere. Yeah. So anyway, that, that's just how I think. I feel I'm nowhere yet. So look at my parents, very humble, and they are known everywhere. So what what do you want to what do you want to feel big about? You know, so mm. yeah. And then my dad is very keen on humility and the fact that. The way God raises a person is the way God can bring down a person once pride sets in. So there's always that humility in the thought that everything you are doing is not by your power. It's not because you are hardworking than others. It's not because you are uh, brilliant than others. It's just the mercy of God. It's just the mercy of God. Yeah. So that thing keeps us on on that humble path that just be gentle and be moving at your own pace. You know? So we thank God for it. Yes, I really love that. That humble mindset and putting God at the center of it yes. all. And you saying that, you know, your parents are like role models to you, like out there, outside, are exactly out there, inside also. And that draws you back in, you know. <laughs> I, I, I can also testify to that, that as, you know, young as young people, teenagers, we all, you know, yeah, we do what we do. <laughs> but once we have those role models to draw us back in with the help of God, yeah. yes, then we, we, we get back on track and get back, yeah, set back as yeah. And that also helped you, I, I believe, to do everything that you, you are doing. Like, yeah. I used to, I enjoy watching your YouTube videos. Like, I'm like, how do you do all those effects that you do on YouTube? Like, yeah, 20 times in a video. <laughs> You multiply yourself, you clone yourself hundred times into a video, <laughs> and then when you go married, also your, your wife also joined in one of in some of the kids and skit also. And then I'm not finished watching the YouTube videos. Then there's a new Munzai um, movie, and you are doing the, the, the music <laughs> score for it. I'm not finished watching that one. The new album is released. How do you how do you how do you, how do you manage it all? How do you do all of that? <laughs> okay, 
yeah, that, that's 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 a that's one aspect of my life that I'm still praying for grace to handle because I I have about four. Let me say I have about four branches of ministry, and mm-hmm. each of those branches can take twenty four hours of your time. So yes. it is a it is a challenge. I'm not even gonna lie; it's a challenge. It's something I I battle with every day. How to prioritize my time? How to uh, I recently had to learn how to delegate. Before everything was me, do everything. I will do this. I will shoot Jan just by myself, edit it by myself, um, you know, post it by myself. Everything. So when I realized that this is just going to drive me crazy eventually, when you are doing that one, then you have to produce tomorrow. Then you have mm-hmm. to. There is another aspect of me where I draw. I draw portraits and illustrations. That one too also takes a ton of my time too. So, mm-hmm. but what I had to learn was prioritizing. Um, so Mount Zion project, Mount Zion project is, is top, is, is number one. Once there is a Mount Zion film, once there is a Mount Zion, uh, uh, how do I say, once there's a Mount Zion project, any film going on, yeah, everything else clears, clears my table. Everything else is clear. Mm-hmm. So like, as I'm sitting mm-hmm. right now, I'm staring at the timeline of the movie that is going to be released February. All right. Mm-hmm. So as I come to the studio, I'm not feeling fine, but I have to finish this. So that's priority. Now, yeah. when that one finishes, then there's Jay and Josh. All right. Although I haven't been able to do much of that recently. After that, there is, uh, there are my, my music. My music is actually number two. Jay and Josh is number three. Music is, so when I'm done with a movie, songs were produced for that movie. Now, those songs, what do we do with them? We probably mm-hmm. release them as singles and then add some yeah. more tracks to it. So probably working on that too. So movie number one. Music as a music career, number two. Um, Jay and Josh, vlogs, uh, personal YouTube channel recordings, number three. Illustration, drawing, sketching, and all that, number four. So that's prioritizing. Then um, assigning, delegating is something I'm learning how to do now. So, for example, my vlogs. I don't edit my vlogs anymore. I have a guy that I, that I taught how to do these nice effects, and he edits my vlogs for me. Um, what else again? Yeah, so music. I've assigned another brother, admin, my wife, he's mm-hmm. the one handling the admin matters of music. So he's the one coming up with ideas. Oh, let's release this one today. Oh, let's release this one tomorrow. I don't think about that again. Mm-hmm. All I do is just produce mm-hmm. now. So delegating as, and then for my children ministry, there's still children ministry where I organize yeah. children for time every Saturday. I've delegated another mm-hmm. guy to handle that too. So I just come you know, speak to the children and all and all and all. And that's it. So he does all the organizing, uh, reminding me to send notifications to the parents. So delegating does a huge uh, stress relief for, for me. If not, yeah. as each ministry is expanding, it will just, it will drive the person nuts if you don't assign. Yeah, that's true. I I love the fact that you talked about that, like prioritizing and also delegating. Because sometimes from the outside, we think, oh, it's uh, J Mike is a machine, or he's doing everything uh, effortlessly, flawlessly. Everything is just coming out and moving. Uh, how is he doing it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but that, that's that's very good. I mean, you you prioritize everything and you then you delegate and give people the task to do. And what I I learned from what you just said right now is also. You ain't talking about, you know, you, you trained someone, you taught someone how to maybe do the video editing for you with effect. Mm-hmm. That to me, something I learned yesterday when I was having a conversation too, is like when you pull other people up, you also grow yourself yeah. to like, now you don't have to do that anymore mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
one thing I'm, I'm curious about is like knowing your your work process, like from getting an inspiration to the final execution to when we have the opportunity to then listen to it. Like, yeah. how is that? How is that process like? Yeah, is it in songs in Jay and Josh or in uh, or in background music and sound effects? So, which of the which of the three? Uh, that's that's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, let's go for songs. Okay, songs. Um, most of my songs, not all, but most of them are produced for movies. So when there is a movie, uh, after reading the script and the first, uh, the editor has edited the first draft and I watched through, excuse me, um, there, based on the message of the, of the, based on the message of the movie, a soundtrack is usually created. Now, I don't, I'm, I'm, uh, let me say I'm a better producer than a composer. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense. I, I find it easier to produce sounds than lyrics. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So yes, um, yes. So when that movie is done, when it's first draft edited, there is a sound that has to be produced that goes along with it. Maybe if it's supposed to be a solemn sound of victory, maybe you no know, solemn sound of of uh, restitution or exciting sound of victory you produce a sound in line with that so after that sound has been produced after the instrumentals has been produced i now begin to get lyrics to fit into that sound and it's very unusual most people produce also, most people compose lyrics lyrics before they produce i produce first yeah. and then get lyrics to fit into that production so uh. then i get lyrics talking about the message or lyrics in line with the message and then we produce that for the movie but then there are certain mm. times when a, a, a tune or a chorus just drops in my spirit. <clears throat> and that one is usually not for films. That one is usually a song for itself. It just drops my spirit at any point in time, anyway, anyhow. For example, Heaven. Heaven, the song itself, I want to go to heaven, is a chorus that drops yes. my spirit casually. And it stayed in my heart for about two years before I eventually said, okay, I have to produce this thing. So it would just get ringing all over my head. Same thing with the song Hell, um, uh, Here For You. I am yes. here for you. It was while I was sweeping. I was sweeping my mm. room and then chorus just came. Na, 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 oh, this is nice. So the next thing is, yeah, let's, yeah, mm. begin to, let's produce the whole thing and now begin to brainstorm yes. on verses. Mm. So those things just drop in my spirit like that. But other than that, mm. it's for movie. We produce first and then we get the lyrics. So that's how it works. Yes. Hi, friend. Are you enjoying this episode? We would love to hear from you. Kindly send us a feedback. Are you following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, maybe on YouTube and other podcast platforms? Are you following us on Instagram, on Twitter? On Facebook, we would love to connect with you on all platforms. Links and further details are available in the show notes of this episode. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so happy that you brought up here for you because I would love to talk about Cesar Temtolwalope. Yes, I believe his name. Yes, yes. How has it been like, you know, last year, end of, end of last year, I believe you, you celebrated like your anniversary, wedding anniversary, and that's when you released this song also. Yeah. 
So how has it been like, you know, combining everything that you do with, you know, marital life also? How yeah. do you balance it all? Um, I remember when I was still single and I was lamenting that time that if I don't have enough time for myself, what, what happens when I get married? I, 24 hours mm. is not even enough for a single brother. Now I'm going to have yeah. a wife. How do I handle it? But I realized that God gives grace in this in these situations. He, he gives you the grace. Just like some people lament and say, how do I handle the financial state of being married if I can barely handle myself as a single brother? But then we don't understand that when God sends a person to you, when God gives you a wife, he doesn't just give you the wife and disappear. He gives you the wife and the capacity to maintain the home, the capacity to handle. When he gives you a child, he doesn't just drop a baby with you and go away. He gives you the baby and he blesses you to be a blessing to that child. That's how that's how it works. So when I got married, I realized that the, my capacity expanded. So the things that took me longer to do took me shorter to do now, shorter time to do now. Because by 5 p.m., 6 p.m., a call will come on my phone and my wife will be asking me, when are you coming in? What time <laughs> are you finishing today? Well, as before, yeah. <laughs> I don't check the time. I just walk mm-hmm. till my eyes begin to rotate around the screen, you know. But now mm-hmm. there's, there's a time you have to come back home. You have a home to come back to now. You have you, you are yes. responsible to someone now. So it's been it's been really it's been lovely. It's been an amazing experience. Yeah. Also because you don't have to carry the load alone anymore. When you get married, mm-hmm. you share your load with someone because your wife will be the person that will always tell you what's on your mind. What's on your mind? Share mm-hmm. with me. And then she begins to she'll give you she'll give you ideas that you'll be like, wow, I, I never even thought of this. You know, so it's been, it's been, a, she's been a true definition of a helpmate. Marriage itself has been an interesting experience of learning, not just about her, but even learning about myself. Because I began to realize things about myself that I didn't know till I got married. Mm. Things that I was ignoring, things that I didn't put to cognizance that she brought out. That this needs to be worked upon. And uh, it's, mm. it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Yeah, I believe that also reflects in your work and your workflow too. Basically, mm, like mm. from getting those inspiration to even actually executing it, maybe improves it in some ways, or yeah. maybe helps you, helps you to stop at six pm, for example, <laughs> and say, "Okay, tomorrow we'll continue." Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you a success, and you do everything you do. It God's blessing, you know, it works out. But I believe it also comes with some personal challenges. Mm. So, um. Would you like give us the opportunity of you know hearing some of those personal challenges that you have faced um, and how you have you have been able to overcome them? Overcome them. Part of the challenges you will face if you want to if you want to um, be in my shoes, for example, is you can't you can't have the time the luxury of time that a lot of people have. Um, mm. A lot of people have that time. They just you just realize that you don't have. There's no time. <laughs> there is always <laughs> all my those who are my friends know me already. They know Joshua does not have time. Because mm. you, you might want to, ah, uh-uh, everybody's doing this. People are going here. People are just traveling. You can't just casually just up and leave, you know. There, yeah. um, so that part of the challenge is there is no time. There is a, people say back to back. It's now back to back. It's a good thing in the sense that, yes, you are active and you are busy and you are doing stuff mm. for God. But then mm. uh, your social life... <laughs> <laughs> your social life begins to because <laughs> I mean I can count how many times in the couple, in the past few years that I've said I've hung out in someone's house or hung out with people 
I can count mm-hmm. with probably one hand. <laughs> and wow. Then, yeah, you can say, oh, I hung out in this person's house and we chilled. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> what is true? Anyway, you know, you know and all yeah, they say, yeah. oh, it's weekend now, it's weekend, it's Friday. There's nothing like Friday for us. Mm-hmm. Saturday mm-hmm. is the same as Monday. <laughs> you get mm. the work yes. like you mentioned you're like it's Friday I should go and rest I'm like <laughs> 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 anything to me you know but then of course yeah. it's fun because we are doing what we love and we are, we are making impact mm. so that is a challenge another challenge I would see which is a good thing is um, there is always that consciousness that um, how do I want to phrase this properly you know the gift of the Lord is that with repentance. You can see somebody doing great for God, but is a wood that termites have eaten on the inside. Mm-hmm. And this, the scary thing about all that is it doesn't show outside. It doesn't really show. Why? Because gift is involved. That capacity mm-hmm. is there already. So mm-hmm. when you are when you are when you are producing soundtracks and people are telling you, I was blessed, it ministered to me, it touched my heart. It will always want you to think and reflect in yourself to that. Hey, am I in the right standing? Am I am I am I okay with God? Because you don't you don't want to be someone that is dishing out blessings and then be in the wrong place with God. So, being the kind of person that is constantly pushing out content, uh, ministerial mm-hmm. content, you want it to be such that you yourself are recharged on a steady. You are constantly mm-hmm. building your spiritual life because it's 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 a it's a wave, you know. Yes. Like a lot of ministers of God tell you that the time that they get tempted the most is not when they are doing devotion or whatever. It's after a great ministration that's when that temptation usually comes. Why? Because at that point in time, you have given, you have given, you have released, you have blessed. So that time you are at your weakest. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So for people like us. It's, it's like this, up and down. So after a movie, you think, ah, I finished the movie, I'm supposed to go and chill. No, go and replenish your spirits and recharge. <laughs> so this year now, we are, we are in the middle of fasting. We are fasting every month. Why? All those things are the requirements. For, because a lot of people want to be in the position of, oh, I, ah, I want to be uh, like Bamlaze. I want to be like Bamlaze. But the, the sacrifices that are going on in the, on the underground, nobody really knows about that. Same thing with <laughs> getting a wife too. A lot of people were like, I'm sure a lot of people back then, ah, I want to marry Damlon and McBamley, I want to be his wife. But <laughs> what it takes to be the wife of such a person, not, not every Christian girl can handle it. Not every Christian lady can handle it. All right? Because I look at Ella, for example, and I'm like, God genuinely brought this lady for my brother. God genuinely brought my wife for me because what they are going through and what they are handling, what they are, what they are carrying, because of the ministry that we have, not every Christian lady can, can carry it. Carry so, it. Yeah. Those are the sacrifices that it takes. And that's another, that's another challenge, but it's a good thing. Mm. You know, it's a challenge, but it's a good thing uh, yeah. as to yeah. being in this position. Yeah. I, I'm happy you mentioned, you know, um, you have to recharge, basically. Like, it's always ups and down. And you talked about fasting, for example. Oh, yeah. Like, are there some other things you do to to recharge your spirits, to, you know, to bounce back, to refill your vessel. I mean, God refills our vessels, but yeah, things that like we do, let's say. Yeah, yeah we, we, we do go on retreats. We go on retreats every now and then. Um, 
we there is you know before it was just Mount Zion that we used that used to organize this thing just within Mount Zion we have about six seven families, but then Daddy was able to expand it now to every drama minister. So the drama ministers we know we go virtual. For example, we just finished how many days? I think it was about ten days or so, or seven or ten days, of meeting every twelve midnight, twelve to one every day for about ten days during the fast. You know, mm. so those are the things we do again, and of course. Um, you must take your own personal devotion seriously. You can't, you can't, you can't joke with it. You can't joke with it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very grateful for my wife. She's the one constantly putting me in check because <laughs> it's very easy to just wake up. Bam! I've not done this. I've not done this. I've not done this. Want to fire? Want to be like, no, we've not done this yet. Devotion. That's the thing. Yeah. She was one that introduced <laughs> me to one Bible plan on New Version Bible app, and that's making me go to the Bible every day and reading up. And it's, it's fantastic. So, apart from your personal devotion, your community, mm-hmm. the community that you are in, you must be able to uh, iron sharpness iron. You be able to sharpen yeah. each other's iron. Then with the fasting, and God has been helping. God has been helping. Then any yeah. opportunity we have to be around Daddy, for some reason, mm-hmm. Daddy will always impact us. We'll be mm-hmm. talking about one thing, and then we'll bring a message out of it. It's always fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's so great. It's a, I'm, it's a big blessing to have someone like your father as a father, oh, like yeah. Mark Babylon oh, yeah. himself. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I also um, can relate to the U version app, for example. Like, so now when I get so busy, I'll just plug in my AirPods and start listening to maybe the Bible or mm-hmm. a, a, a Bible plan, for example. Just listen to it audibly and mm-hmm. try to actually listen and understand what else I'm listening to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, um, for someone out there who is thriving or trying to find his or purpose in life and he or she sees you, you know, you know, doing your doing what you are doing. And the person is asking him to herself, oh God, how can I find my my God's calling or my God's or my God's purpose for my life basically? Mm-hmm. How would you advise such a person to go on that journey of finding God's calling over his life? Mm-hmm. Um okay, I'll, let me first start by saying you are not where you are by mistake. You are where you are because God has placed you there. However, um, if you want to discover what God has in mind for your life, there is no two way to it. There is no shortcut. There is no um, theory to it except staying in God's presence. Now, the beauty of staying in God's presence is you might not 100% discover everything. There's a high chance you you will not even discover everything. However, when the time is right, God knows how to reveal these things bit by bit as it is required. For example, Mm -hmm. you don't know why God made you study what you studied in school. You don't know why God made you travel and be in this location instead of that other location, etc., etc. But as as you spend time with God, there is nobody that spends time with God that regrets or loses out. Nobody spends time with God and regrets or loses out. What I mean by losing out is, oh, ah, I didn't know I'm supposed to have been doing this. No, it, it, it doesn't work that way. Every moment you spend with God, God reveals something from time to time, bits and bits as it is required. So if you feel, oh, I'm not doing anything right now, I want to work for God. Fine, where's your church? Are you are you worshiping in the church? Yes, go get useful in the church. What gifts? What gifts or skill sets do you have? What do you have that you, what do you have interest in? Because the interests that you have, the skill set that you possess, the gifts that you have, these are things that God has placed inside of us. There is no gift, skill set, or talent that God has placed 
that does not have a usefulness in his kingdom. Right from the medical line to the engineering electric line or whatever, to the scientific line, to the creative line, whatever it is, to the political space, whatever. There is no gift that God has put in someone that the person has. Like my dad usually says, nobody has a bad gift. It is only gifts that now get corrupted by the devil. There is no bad gifts. The person can talk. He talks too much. It's a gift. <laughs> hey, they say, oh, that's a very terrible gift. They talk at it. No. You don't know why God has made the person a talkative. There is something mm. God wants to do through that ability to speak for hours, non-stop. Yeah. You understand? So, That's true. First mm-hmm. of all, look in what, what are the things that you have interest in. Now, begin to develop it. So, as you are spending time in God's presence, you are developing yourself. In the gift of music, I did not just begin to produce music. No. I, first of all, was taken to a music lesson. Did music lesson from primary, grade 3 to grade 5. Continue developing the art of music. It wasn't even for film or for... It was just me developing it. So you keep mm-hmm. developing it. David was in the, in, in, in the fields developing his own gift. At that time, he was still killing mm-hmm. bears, killing lions, killing wolves. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. at that point in time, he's spending time with God, playing the harp, singing and worshipping. But he's developing yes. the gift. So while spending time with God, he's developing his gift. By the time the manifestation of that gift was going to happen, it was eventually... What was he doing? They sent him on an errand. It was an errand he was doing when he finally manifested the thing that he had been preparing for while he was in the field. So, develop yourself. Make sure you are developing yourself. Don't just spend the whole day watching TV or just chilling and just gisting. No. That skill set, that talent, that gift, develop yourself, acquire knowledge in it while developing your spirit life, your spirit man, and the time of manifestation will come gradually yes we have to develop ourselves also kill the goliath of our life we have to you know go to the field and start developing ourselves basically start from something small until you land into the manifestation of your own purpose in life yeah 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 i would just like to learn from your experience also like um from your experience in industry um, how can we keep on impacting the world positively? Like you said already, while answering um, the gift, how can, we put, um, how can we impact the world positively and win more souls for Christ, even in this world that is filled with so much distractions, like so many things that are calling or crying for our attention? Yeah. How can we keep, keep on on that part of it? Yeah, yeah the, the passage says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Before that, it talks about how the youths will grow weary and they will fall and they will faint, but they that will mm-hmm. not shine in their strength, which tells us that in these times, there will be distractions. There will be distractions, mm-hmm. there will be challenges that will weigh us down, but mm-hmm. the Bible keeps saying that they that wait upon the Lord. How do you mm-hmm. keep that fire going? Um, Bishop Selman said something. He said, no one maintains a, a consistent level of relevance in his craft without a source, be it Christian, be it unbeliever, whatever. No one maintains it without a, without a source, a, a rooted source. So yeah. it's very easy to say you want to start something. That's why, I, that's why I really acknowledge and appreciate and admire the work you are doing and doing this for two years. It's not easy. Um, how do you keep yourself consistent? How do you keep the fire hot? You have to stay to the source, stay near the source of the fire. Make sure you are constantly attached to the fire. All right, it's easy to burn out, especially when you're talking of creative ministry. It's very easy to burn out. 
you can start fire and then just be going, going, going. But after a while, it begins to dwindle. At that point in time, what, what does one need to do? You need to stay close to the fire. Stay attached to that fire. The iron, the iron will get hot, but if you unplug it, it eventually gets cold. Stay attached to the source of power. Uh, that is the best I can give you. That w- that's what will keep you hot and immune to a lot of temptations and distractions. It will keep you focused because in the media, again, it's very easy to lose focus. First, your goal yeah. is I want to win souls, I want to win souls, I want to win souls. Next thing is how do I monetize this gift I have? Next thing mm-hmm. is how do I make more money? Next thing, you have to, they say souls. Eh, so you are winning, we're winning souls. Eh, make your money. <laughs> so, yeah. it drifts. All right, so, but when you are when you stay hot, it helps you to keep to stay on track to know that this is what this is the path, and then I'm gonna walk in it. Mm. It says your word yeah. is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's that light that guides you to stay on track, and that is the word of God. So there's no other remedy, to be honest. There's no other because mm. the people that we are looking at out there, we are looking at people in the world, and we are saying, ah, look at this person, ah. Sold out arena, sold out stadium, sold out this. <laughs> a lot of people get pissed off when they hear things like this and they tell you that, do you think it's ordinary? <laughs> you, you really think that a person sang one song that you hear that song and you're like, eh, what's so spectacular? And that song is selling out millions in an arena or a stadium. It is not ordinary. So if those people can go to get powers from a source... Do you want you think that you two also have to stick to your God and get that mm. power from Him as well? All right. Yeah. That's so that's that's just the way it is. That's the way it is. Yes. It's just stay connected to the source, and you get power from it all yeah. the time, from Him all the time. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I want I want to know how the future looks like. I mean, from your own perspective, like how do you see the gospel making or the sorry the gospel moving making industry evolving in the next generations to come? Mm. Um, I, I I believe that God is just starting with with us, and He's just starting with Christian Christian um, Christian creative industry, the Christian creative industry. Why do I say that? Because I look at many of the songs that are out there, excuse me, many of the movies that are out there, and I begin to discover that a lot of people are running out of ideas. Mm. They're running out of stories. You 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 watch a movie and you're like, what? <laughs> you will spend millions to shoot this. What what so mm. what what are we doing with it? What like you get lost in the confusion of yeah. the point of the story? Why? They are running out of stories, they are running out of ideas. Mm. But you can never run out of ideas when God is the source. So mm. I believe God is just starting with us. And Yes, it has taken a while for Christian content to develop in quality, but we are getting there. And when we get there, it only, it only keeps getting better. Where yeah. Nollywood and Hollywood are probably just advancing in their visual effects and CGI, story is actually what creates the impact, not CGI. Story. Mm-hmm. Message. So they might be pushing whatever message they want to push, but in the future, I see a greater followership of people who are a followership of people. How do I phrase that sentence? I see a greater followership of Christian movies. Yeah. Mm. Christian mm. content. Christian creative content. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. And it's slowly happening. You see a lot of people, even in the world, acknowledging Christian content. And, you know, 
knowing that yes, this is a thing now. So it's only going to get bigger mm. and better by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. I'm looking forward to when oh be able to watch Monzai movies on Prime Video or Netflix or Disney Plus. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so I'm looking oh maybe this year, maybe this year will happen. I'm looking forward to that. It's be so awesome, right? When you can just turn um tune into Netflix and just watch maybe Agbaranla, for example, ah. or <laughs> I mean, I know it. I know it is. I, I know it is. It is it's a classic yeah, movie. Yeah. But I mean, it'd be nice to see it, like maybe in a act um, or in a very optimized um, yeah. um, quality, for example, and like maybe or maybe remade again. I don't know. Maybe they'll react, redo it again. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but there's nothing you cannot do. I mean, there's nothing you cannot do, and there's nothing you you cannot do. Yeah. So. <laughs> to make that happen. Yeah, but I I don't know. I do like some some ways to even maybe make this, you know, Christian content even much more attractive to the youth out, now, um, out there mm. today. Like, you know, when the days of TikTok, when the days of, you know, um, YouTube Shorts, for example, mm. are there like some things that have been in place or put put into place to make it attractive to these young people with short retention? <laughs> mm. Ah, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a mountain, if I can put it that way. Because, mm. the, yeah, just like you said, they have very, very short attention span, so you have to be very mm. piercing and straight to the point. I feel the more we research and the more we empower youth, the more we'll be able to impact that space. It's not There are many things that is not actually we that will do it. It's, for example, there are many things that my brother and I are doing that my dad isn't doing, you know, but he empowered us to do it. So that's the same way yeah, we are also yeah. going to empower, we hope to empower younger ones also that will also carry mm-hmm. that torch to impact their generation as well. Um, yeah. So it's, 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 a, it's, it's a mountain, but we, as we keep expanding and as we keep empowering more people, I believe it's going to be a space that we will take over to by the grace of God. Amen. 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 I mean, um, last year, 2022, we had the opportunity of listening to your EP, um, Son of the Evangelist. Mm-hmm. We listened to other, other singles too, like Here For You and other songs. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just curious to know, um, are there like some projects that we, sh- we should be looking forward to? Yes, um, we're hoping to release the seventh album this year and a few singles. Yeah. So watch out for that. Yeah. <clears throat> So stay tuned. I'll put the link to your Instagram. I'm sure we'll get like <laughs> notifications there <laughs> in the show notes of this episode. Yeah. Joshua, I would love to know, like, yeah. um, you, you are experienced in this field already and in life, basically, and, you know, in the face of the world. Um, are there, like, some life lessons or advice that you want us all to to learn or to live by, mm. you know, to continue on our part of purpose fulfillment? Mm. <clears throat> um, um, avoid shortcuts. Avoid shortcuts. I don't really like giving theories because a lot of the things that I, I, I do are, are still based on the grace of God. Why I said avoid shortcuts mm. is because, yes, it is God. Yes, mm. it takes hard work. Yes, it takes all of these things. But a lot of us want it now. And mm. the fact that we're not getting it now we begin to get discouraged. We begin to question ourselves. But then we don't realize that these things grow. I like to say that God is a God of growth. If God wasn't a God of growth and process, the entire world would have been created once. Yeah. 
is a god of growth and process. He likes it when things grow and mm. things grow to a stage. So if God can take time to say, first of all, let there be this, and then let there before he got to man, he didn't just mm. jump from uh, the spirit of the Lord hovering over the waters and straight up to man. There was a <laughs> process. So yeah. the lesson I've learned in my life is trust the process. Trust the process. I know this one. This one is. Not, I don't think this is even a theory. This is just an advice. Trust that mm. process. Make sure that every day that you wake up, every day, every week, every month, every year, you can look back and know that you were you are better now than you were, both in character, in skill set, in in wisdom, knowledge, in understanding mm. of who God is and who God is to you. You are constantly yeah. developing. Once mm. you are constantly developing and you are in the right standing with God, things begin to work out for your good. That's how mm. it's, it's a it's a principle. <clears throat> God is a, like I said, it's a God of process. You plant something now, mm. it doesn't germinate and bring out fruit the next day. There is a process. Mm. The fruit, the mm. seed will die, all right, and the chemical reactions will take place before it now mm. begins to sprout and then before the fruit mm. begins to come. So, what stage are you at right now? Are you are you are you in stage one and praying to God to get you to stage nine tomorrow? No. Rather pray that God helps you to remain on track. That's why sometimes when I see people pray some prayer points, I used to be a bit bothered. They would say maybe something like, um, pray to God. That this is give it to me now. Give it I'm like, do you what? What if God doesn't want to give it to you now? Are you forcing God to What if you're not meant to have it now? Why don't you rather pray that God should the, the, the plan and purpose that he has for you, the best of his plans that he has for you, he should begin to manifest it and put you in the right position to actualize it. That is the best yes. prayer point I feel anybody can pray. Father Lord, keep me in the right track and help me to fulfill that plan that you have for me. All right, so mm. that's the most important thing I brought. Trust the process. Stick with God. And another thing I learned in my life is to, to, to always be hungry for both the knowledge of God and the knowledge of his creation. A lot of people, the imbalance is where, now, you read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. Fantastic, good, and great. But then, there are set, if you want, imagine if you read your Bible, read your Bible, and enter the exam hall. <laughs> the Bible is a perfect and fantastic book, but you cannot still leave your textbooks if you want to pass that exam. All right, so some people say, I, I, I read my Bible all through, I fasted, and I told God to tell me the answer. And God revealed it. Oh, hey, if you bank on that one. Oh, my God. So be hungry for the knowledge of God and his creation. So when I mean his creation, the creation that applies to you, for me, I'm always trying to find out what's going on, what is going on out there, what is going on here. Because when you keep yourself uh, up to date, up to date, it greatly helps you. A lot of things that you mm -hmm. cannot, if, for example, you want to preach to newer generation. If you don't know what's going on yeah. among them, you can't preach to them. You yeah, can't because you are speaking a different yeah. language. So mm -hmm. if you want to reach out to them, research, gather knowledge. All right. And mm -hmm. the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen, amen. I mean, those, those are very valid advice. I mean, the, like lessons that we have to um, use. Like God has given you this purpose. You have to, yeah, stay connected to the source and 
keep on researching. Yeah. You know what is happening. Mm-hmm. Be up to date. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joshua, I've learned, or J. Mike, I've learned so much from you Thank in this God. episode. Like, so many things. And I believe that every listener out there, too, has learned a lot, too. I, I don't know if there are some services or um that you, you offer that you want people to know about. Maybe Service. music production mm. and... <laughs> Drama school. Some people are already thinking about hey, how to become a, a, an actor. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't even have the details for the diploma right now. But of course, you can mm. always send a mail to jmikebamloy at gmail.com if you want to find out more about the, the academy. Um, mm. The film school is the editing class is over for now, but it's going to be film academy will be on later this year. So you can follow my social media handles for updates. And uh, yeah, I think that's basically it. Uh, that's good. I'm going to place the link to your social media handles in the show notes of this episode. Fantastic. So I encourage everyone to just follow you and just stay up to date to any information. Okay. And if they, ask, they have any questions, yeah. they could maybe write to you a message or something on your email address. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much, J. Mike. I really appreciate this. So, so awesome. Thank God bless you so much thank for this. So awesome. Good. So, thank yeah. you for having me. Wow. wow. You made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye. Bye.